All right, back to Hebrews chapter number 10 uh, tonight, and uh, we will uh, try to, I will try to make quick work of the message this evening, and um, I know uh, we're spending time uh, in these verses, we're on, if this uh, title this, I'd uh, have them title this, Let Us Draw Near Part 2, <laughs> and we've been in Hebrews chapter number 10, and in fact, I have pastor friends uh, that uh, they're talking about uh, preaching through the book of Acts, and uh, one of them uh, just finished up doing it, and it took 68 sermons, uh, and another one, 70, uh, 70 sermons, and some of those, they ended up preaching entire chapters. Uh, and, and so when you get into uh, exposing expositional preaching, uh, there's just a whole lot of stuff uh, in here. I'm thankful uh, that um, uh, yesterday, uh, for example, yesterday during the memorial service uh, for Hazel, um, uh, it was... Uh, I, the, the terminology used for her faith was, you know, it, was, it's not a, it wasn't a complicated thing, I think, is, the, is what was said. It was simplistic. And, and faith in Christ really is that. It's easy in the sense that salvation is easy. It's all of grace, and God does all of that. And part of us as Christians, uh, as we approach the Bible, um, like uh, this whole idea of entering the throne room of grace or a new and living way, uh, you could go your whole life as a Christian with the simple biblical knowledge that you can pray to God, He hears your prayer, uh, and um, you know, ask, seek, and knock, and you know, all, all the aspects of prayer, and knowing that we can just pray to God. Uh, there's no mediator. Um, there's only one mediator between God and man, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you don't, you don't go to God uh, through a priest, a pastor, uh, and you can go right to Him. So you could you know, live as a Christian for you know, decades and your entire Christian life, uh, with a very basic, simplistic understanding, and it'll suit you well. Uh, you pray, you pray without ceasing, and you know God hears you, and, you have, and you're praying in full assurance of faith. You believe in God, uh, and, you, and you do all that. Um, but there's also, uh, it, it's important for us to understand um, more of the details of those things. Um, one of the biggest reasons, uh, to, to save us a little bit of time tonight, is that there are people in our lives um, that need, need prayer, um, answered prayer, that people to pray to God uh, and God hear them because they can't. Uh, and, and when I say stuff like that, I watch people's reaction uh, because it seems a little bit kind of um, God loves everybody. And, um, but we, again, we've curated, even as, as Bible-believing Christians, an image of God uh, that anybody can just go willy-nilly uh, to God in prayer um, and it just isn't true. It's just not, it's not biblical. Um, uh, and uh, so I want to uh, read our text tonight uh, and just point out just a couple of things and make one, uh, one main application here, and hopefully I'll be done uh, before 7. Uh, and uh, with the application, I'll make sure that we are. Uh, but let's read it uh, tonight, and you can remain seated. But we'll back up uh, again into verse number 19 of Hebrews chapter number 10. Uh, and uh, the Bible says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest uh, over the house of God, let us draw near uh, with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed uh, with pure water. One of the 
Um, well, there's a lot of things that bug me. You know that. Uh, I've got, uh, I don't have one pet peeve. I've got lots of, uh, lots of pets, uh, pet peeves. Uh, and, um, but uh, it, it's, in uh, for this, this particular reason, um, we are, as Christians, if you're a blood-bought child of God, uh, you are a privileged individual. Um, uh, it's not that we've earned it. Uh, we know that we don't, don't earn salvation, we, which makes us more privileged in the sense that it's all of grace and God's given it to us, nothing we've done. We're, we're blessed. If you're saved, you're blessed to be saved, uh, and, uh, and it, we should be truly thankful for that. Um, we have access to God as believer priests, um, this new and living way uh, that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, so when I, when I see um, people uh, who, um, in, in, in their defense, it's really not their fault. It's the fault of, uh, of the pastors that uh, they're, they're sitting underneath. Uh, it's uh, the fault uh, of, of improper instruction, false teachers. Um, but um, not in their defense. Um, they have, and you have, and I have, uh, a responsibility to, uh, to uh, hear messages, uh, read books, uh, and, then, and then temper them and understand them through the Word of God. Um, we, we can't, I can't, and you can't blame. For example, you stand before God, and, and you were just, you're off on some doctrinal position. Um, you can blame, you know, well, that's what Pastor Reno taught. And you could put it on me, but it ain't going to cut it. You have, to, you have to give an account for yourselves. And so if I'm off in some, in some area, by the way, if it's a, it's a, a big doctrinal thing, um, you should pack up your family and go to church somewhere else. Uh, or run me off, either, uh, either one. Uh, but, um, but you should never put up with false teaching, false doctrine, from the pulpit. Uh, this is the Lord's church. Uh, it's not my church. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I encourage, I encourage people to get in the Bible and like our namesake is uh, to, to, uh, to try what's said through the, the lens uh, of Scripture, make sure that it is, uh, that it is so. Um, but when, I, when people say they love Jesus and have foul mouths, uh, when, when uh, you know, there are people who, you know, they're, they're in church on Sunday, but they were out in the clubs and everything on Saturday night. Um, there's, there's no separation uh, anymore. Uh, and, uh, and it's offensive to me uh, when people do and act, uh, etc., uh, that, that God, uh, they and God are just like this. Uh, and they, they really aren't. Uh, and um, and it's and it's offensive uh, to uh, to just um, you know be cussing and everything else uh, and and then then go to God in prayer um, like like our life and behavior doesn't matter. We are blessed to be able to pray to God. God hears our prayers uh, when we are His children, uh, and uh, and there's a distinction to be made. That's hard to hear, um, and you might not even agree uh, with that sentiment. But if you try what I'm saying by the Word of God, you'll know that it's true. Um, this is what the Word of God teaches, and I'll summarize that here in a little bit. Uh, but I want to clarify uh, or add to the thoughts about drawing near to God. 
Uh, and uh, we, we mentioned, you know, kind of what that is, what it could be, what it looked like uh, this morning. Uh, but in the actual verse itself, it gives us a couple of particulars that I want to, uh, to talk about. So let me read verse 22 again. Let us draw near uh, with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Uh, I like how these uh, let us passages go from uh, something that we're to do for God. Uh, than something that we're to do for ourselves. Um, it's not selfish uh, in any way uh, to desire uh, to be a better Christian and to grow uh, for God and to give attention to uh, yourself in spiritual matters, uh, physical matters, or whatever. Um, uh, when I was a teenager, I heard the acrostic that joy uh, is Jesus, others uh, than you. Uh, you put yourself last, uh, and I understand what they mean by that. Um, but um, it is, there's nothing wrong uh, <laughs> about giving yourself uh, some attention, especially when it comes to spiritual matters. So it's something that we do uh, towards God, uh, something that we do for ourselves, and then uh, the third let us is what we do for others. Uh, and uh, and basic, the basic main part of our theme for this year. But what does it mean to have a, to draw to him with a true heart? Now, um, let me also say this, <clears throat> that God knows our heart. Uh, and we can, we can put on a front and fool one another, but we can't fool God. So we're privileged to be able to draw near to him. Uh, and, uh, but he says when you do that, uh, you do that with a true heart. Um, and so that can mean a number of things. It could mean, um, uh, you know, obviously if you lie to God, he knows you're lying. Uh, you, can't, you can't pull his leg. Uh, you're not going to be able to, you know, to bend the truth a little bit. Um, you sp- speak with, you know, hyperbolic language to God, uh, you know, manipulate him in any way. He knows, he knows all of the facts. Uh, he knows everything that is true. And by the way, he knows if uh, we are um, responding to whatever he's allowed or ordained in our life um, in a proper way. In fact, when he deals with us, uh, he operates on the believer uh, presently according to our attitudes. This is all about our attitude when we draw near to him to, to do so with a true heart. He knows. So, so we can't lie to him. Uh, there needs to be some sincerity uh, when we go to him. If we're praying, if we're praying to God, uh, you know, uh, for another brother or sister in Christ, uh, that that you know, God, would you please, would you please bless brother so and so? He just really needs you. God knows if you like brother so and so. You know, I always kid about people who who have unspoken prayer requests. Pastor, would you pray for me? I have an unspoken prayer request. I'm reluctant to sometimes pray for those because I don't know what they're praying for. Maybe they're praying that, you know, I grow a big wart on the end of my nose and, uh, you know, or that God would run me off or I'd, you know, go go somewhere else. I I just don't know. Maybe they're praying lumps of coal upon my head. I don't want to be praying for that. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, I like to get some of the details. Uh, about what I'm praying for, but uh, when we draw near to him, we need to do so with sincerity in, in our belief uh, that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him, uh, but we go to him uh, with, uh, with a sincere heart. Uh, it means uh, to be authentic. Uh, 
um, genuine before God. Because you're not, you know, uh, you can come to church and you can carry a big, you know, the biggest King James Bible that you can find at the, uh, at the Christian bookstore and uh, throw on your Sunday best and put a, a smile on uh, and, and be full of uh, a whited sepulcher full of dead man's bones. And, and I wouldn't know it. Um, uh, but God knows it. Uh, so, so there's, uh, it's not, uh, we need to be real. Uh, we need to draw near to God because we can, but when we do it, it needs to be for real. Uh, uh, and and no, no hypocrisy uh, and uh, of all the, uh, the crazy stuff. And then he says, not just with a true heart, but in full assurance uh, of faith. Um, that means uh, that um, when we pray to God, uh, it's, not, it's not wishful thinking. Uh, it is, it, it's full assurance uh, that God hears us, uh, that uh, He is interceding for us. Uh, we have the assurance that when we don't even know what to, what to pray, that the Holy Spirit prays for us. Um, but He doesn't do that uh, for uh, your lost loved ones, your lost neighbors. Uh, he does that. That's a privilege for you. Um, little known fact among Christians is that when we get, when we get to heaven, it's going to be a wonderful place. And God says that he's going to, uh, to try our works and, uh, and uh, in, there's crowns to be won. He's going to reward us. Uh, so there's crowns that, that, uh, that he gives us for things that, uh, that take you know, place in our life and the things that we do. In an, in, a, in an act of worship, we lay those crowns uh, at his feet. Uh, but um, I want to have crowns to lay at Jesus' feet. I desire to do that. Uh, and um, so uh, there, when we get to heaven, uh, he has a mansion prepared for us. Uh, he's going to bless us. He's going to reward us. We think about uh, the, the millennial kingdom uh, and, uh, and what our role would be in the prophetic timeline as believers. There's a lot of great stuff um, that happens when you're absent from this body and present with the Lord. But there's a lot of great stuff while you're living. Uh, and and there, are, there are privileges, uh, there are conditional promises, there are many things that God gives to those who love Him and obey Him and live for Him right now, uh, and uh, it's, not just, it's not just there. Um, what kind of, uh, you know, incentive is it to, to live for God if everything's there and it doesn't matter if you do it or you don't do it that he's just going to give uh, everybody the same blessings. Um, it's, not, it's not based in the, in the reality uh, of the Bible. And uh, you say, do you, do you just do stuff for God so that you'll get stuff? That's not my only reason. But if, but if God says, um, uh, if you do this, then this will happen and I want this to happen, I'm going to do this. Uh, and, uh, and it doesn't mean I'm a Pharisee or, uh, or you know, like, um, it's, almost, it's almost as if Christians um, uh, accuse other Christians of, of attempting to be a teacher's pet. Um, you know, it's like, whoa, just relax a little bit. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't need to be doing all that. Uh, and it's, I don't I like doing all that. Well, you don't need to do, and, it, and it's really what it is, is they're not doing it and they don't like that you're doing it. And so, so they want to bring you down uh, instead of, uh, of letting, uh, letting you uh, serve the Lord. Uh, everything in life, if you, if you strive to be the best at it, 
the world uh, and other Christians think it's great. But you try to be the best Christian you can be, and other Christians, uh, sometimes they don't like that. Uh, so it's, uh, it's full assurance. It's not with wishful thinking. It's, it's true belief. We believe that God is real and that he's at the throne of grace and that when I pray, uh, I'm praying to God uh, and, uh, and we believe all that to be true. Not, not fable. Uh, it's, not, it's not a story. Uh, it, isn't, uh, it isn't, in fact, it says that we're to do these things uh, later on without wavering, but our faith is to be like that. In fact, when God says, if we pray with wavering faith, he says, don't, don't even paraphrase and don't think you're going to get your prayers answered. Don't think you're going to get anything good uh, from me. So if we, if we, if we have this thing like um, I told somebody the other day uh, who uh, was a, a non-believer, uh, and uh, ba- the basic line of, um, well, if you're right to them and we just die and nothing happens, uh, then, you know, uh, I've lived a happy life, you know, duped uh, by the Bible or whatever, and, uh, but I've lived a happy life and, you know, everything's great. Uh, but if I'm right and you're, and you're wrong, that ain't, that's not good. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but as a Christian, sometimes we can be like, I hope everything's true. I, I hope I've not been wasting my time. Uh, and uh, where, where we, um, we're not 100% fully sure or resolved in our own mind. And in those moments, whether Satan is doing that and giving us doubt or, uh, or whatever the case may be, uh, we've got to uh, move beyond that. Uh, and, uh, and so a true heart, full assurance, and then with a clean heart and mind. So our conscience, um, our conscience is something that God has given to us. Uh, that he, the Holy Spirit of God, works with, and it's hardwired into us uh, as human beings. Um, there are people who have, uh, by the way, a, a conscience that is seared. Uh, the Bible describes it that way, to where um, uh, the sin that they, they do, and uh, God gives them over to reprobation, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, there, there are people who seem to not have a conscience. Uh, we, we have, um, or the world has uh, terminology for them, um, like, sociopaths and, uh, and the like, uh, people who um, uh, don't know um, good or, 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 or bad, so to speak, or uh, if they do, they, they don't care how it affects other people. Uh, and it's all a, a part of or a consequence of sin, uh, but God says we draw near to him, but we do so with a true heart, full assurance of faith, in having our hearts sprinkled uh, from an evil conscience. So uh, no superficiality in our approach to God. No hypocrisy um, drawn near to Him. There's no uh, ulterior motives uh, involved. Uh, there are people at, at churches all across the world today uh, for the wrong reasons. And again, drawn near to God uh, is not going to church. Uh, it's not a f- physical thing. Uh, but, a, but a spiritual thing that we do. Um, but if you don't get anything out of this instruction tonight, um, please understand that nearness to God is likeness to God. The closer you get to God, the more you are like Him. Christ-likeness, being a Christian, uh, is, uh, is the result 
Um, you don't draw close to God and dwell in the secret place of the Most High uh, and, uh, and get more carnal. Um, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, but modern Christianity would tell you that that's the case. You know, um, the closer I get to God, the less I feel um, guilt about this or that or uh, all the things that people say. Uh, and, and by the way, as a Christian, you should just call foul on that. Just throw a flag uh, and just say, no, 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 no. I don't know where you heard that, but that's not what the Bible says. Well, you know, um, in, in really in defense of the faith and holding fast the profession of your faith, um, stand up for truth. Uh, and say, no, uh, that's not what God said in, in, the, in the Bible. If you're interested, I can show you what he says about that. Oh, my, you know, and they'll have their excuses. Uh, but it's just easier to believe uh, in a God that doesn't care <laughs> uh, about uh, the things that we say or do uh, or whatever. Uh, but uh, it's a uh, living for God and draw near to him uh, is in contrast to someone who makes uh, a, a mere profession. There are people, we know because the Bible, uh, and again, fast forward, is that there are people who are going to stand before God and God says, depart from me, I never knew you. Uh, they taught Sunday school classes, uh, uh, you know, ran bus routes, um, you know, they were three to thrive kind of people, 90 day Bible, uh, Bible challenge uh, reading people uh, who never ever came under conviction and never were truly sincerely born again. And um, it's, that's a sad truth, uh, but, but it is the truth, uh, and we, that's why as a, a pastor, um, I, I'm never, you know, uh, it's like the other day uh, at the, uh, the memorial, um, you know, I said, is there anybody in here, you know, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and I asked if anybody had prayed and asked Jesus Christ uh, to save them, uh, and nobody, nobody raised their hand, um, but I know there are people in there that needed Jesus. Uh, and, uh, um, but people just keep their head down, just charge through, uh, and they fight, they fight through it. Uh, it's almost like, uh, like a cold symptom or an Omicron symptom or whatever. Uh, you just, you're just dealing with it, uh, and, uh, and it's going to go away. And so you just you grin and bear it, uh, and then the conviction is gone, and you can just move forward. Um, but uh, the Bible says that God does that and does that and does that, and after a while, may stop doing that. He may stop bringing conviction, uh, and, uh, and that is a, 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 a sad truth. Uh, to let me conclude, uh, I want to summarize the theology uh, that we have in this passage of Scripture. Um, and, uh, and so I, I wrote this out. Uh, and, uh, and, and let's just, let me just do that, and then I'm going uh, to close. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but I don't want to get a second win and go, <laughs> go, uh, go beyond uh, the time I said I was. Um, it's Jesus Christ's shed blood that frees our consciences. Um, the New Testament believer can approach God um, with, the, with freedom from the guilt of his or her sins because they have been forgiven. Um, Christian worshipers' uh, consciences have been cleansed and their, the inner man, their inner lives have been purified by the blood of Christ. His righteousness 
has been applied to our lives. Um, and with that, even the outer life uh, is cleansed through the blood of Christ. Though our sins be as scarlet, the Bible says they shall be as white as snow. Um, that's one of the reasons why when, when somebody who I know is drinking and drugging and cussing and, and living like the devil, uh, and, uh, and, they, and they act like they can just pray to God and, and, and whatever, um, no. Um, you get to do that. I get to do that. I can go to God boldly uh, because uh, because through uh, the blood of Christ, I've been cleansed. Uh, I don't have the guilt when I go to, when I go to the throne room of grace, uh, being uh, accepted in the beloved, I can go in there. This person doesn't get to do that because they, they, they're not cleansed. Are you following me? And um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying from a theological standpoint, so we know. So people go through life and they don't think about it. Uh, and, and it's very easy just to pray and not pray and not call people on it. But there's, there are people that need, uh, they need uh, grace uh, and they need the hand of God and the touch of God in their life. Uh, and they are not going to be able to go to the throne room of grace and request it. Uh, because they've not been cleansed. No, everybody doesn't get to go there. Uh, and um, that's, that's the biblical principle. And so, uh, as a Christian, we're made nigh to God by the blood of Christ. You read about that in Ephesians. Write these down, Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 13. Uh, it's one thing to possess, the, um, as we talked about in recent weeks, it's one thing to possess the provision or the privilege of being able to go to the throne room of grace, uh, and it's a whole other thing to avail ourselves to that opportunity. So one of the takeaways from this passage of Scripture should be, I should really pray. Because not everybody gets to do this. Uh, and, and there are people that I love that need to get saved, that need, that need uh, to get you know, uh, their health straightened out, uh, and, uh, and we get to do that. Old Testament saints had to stand afar off from the sanctuary, uh, but the New Testament Christian can enter into uh, the throne room of grace. It is possible to go to church without drawing near to God. It is possible to go through all the motions of church uh, and not draw near to Him. Uh, the Bible says that we're to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Uh, and so in the New Testament, every uh, believer um, is a priest. Uh, we can enter the holiest uh, because of our high priest here, 1 Peter chapter number 2. Everyone who names the name of Christ has the right and privilege to function as a priest uh, in their prayer life. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, our faith becomes stronger um, as, we, as we daily function uh, as believer priests. The more mature we come, uh, become as a Christian, um, uh, the more we're able uh, through prayer to develop and to mature uh, as a Christian, the, the easier it becomes to cope with the difficulties that life brings. Uh, and uh, so faith means that we take God at His word uh, and His promises uh, and that faith can become stronger as we apply the promises of God through um, the experiences of life. So there's a lot of stuff 
uh, in the book of Hebrews and in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and uh, and I, just, I just feel like um, having a, I guess, a, a cursory knowledge or um, a, a read through our Bible quickly knowledge of prayer and its benefits and the privilege that we have to pray um, I know beyond a shadow of the doubt that I, I need to pray more and you need to pray more. But we pray with these criteria, with a true heart, uh, full assurance of faith, uh, having our hearts and minds in a place to pray. Uh, and uh, and we, we, by default, we, we sometimes do that. The example being when you need, when you need God, you clean stuff up. We just do that. Um, but, it's, but it's kind of, I mean, we've been doing it. Before you were saved, you were doing it with your parents uh, and other people. Uh, you know, I, I just, I gotta, you know, I've gotta be good because there's something I need. And so we'll, we'll, we'll confess, you know, things before God and God, if there's anything in me, and we'll be quoting Psalms and David and, uh, and, uh, and try my heart and search my heart, God, is there any wicked way in me? If I miss something, you know what it is, and God, God help me and forgive me. Would you please, would you please help my, my son or my daughter? And so we, we, by instinct, because our consciences are hardwired to do that, um, not, even, not even knowing Hebrews 10, um, we'll pray in those ways because it's, it, it's natural to do so in our, in, as, as a spirit-led Christian. Um, but please know uh, that we really need to have the right heart and attitude uh, when we do it. And, and, and when, um, when you're at a, let's say you're at a family function um, and you're with people who aren't believers. I can, I can be in sometimes rooms with my family members and dozens of people and, uh, and it might be myself and my family are the only Christians Bible-believing Christians there, okay? People are, you know, they're denominationally, they will claim to be different things, but, but having a relationship with Christ. And, um, and they're talking about COVID or they're talking about this person or that or whatever. Uh, and um, when, when um, the illustration I've used this morning was uh, Dave, the family friend who's the atheist. Uh, when, when, when that news came out that he had cancer, uh, and and um, and I knew I, I knew he was claimed to be an atheist. I, I grew up around him and, and whatever. And you know he saw me from uh, from the time where um, we're fighting. I used to smash up his car. Uh, I mean it was it was on. We hated each other's guts. Uh, and I got saved. And in uh, anyways, um, I've seen the whole thing, but. When that, that news comes, and I know, and please don't misunderstand where I'm going with this. It's not, I'm not saying this in a, in a haughty way or whatever. Biblically, theologically speaking, uh, when people are like, oh, we need to pray for Dave, I realize as I look at my family, uh, and many of them, that I'm like, I need to pray for Dave because I have access. And they don't. And... Um, and we can think, well, people can just pray and, uh, and, and God, God hears everything or whatever. Uh, but he says the prayers of the wicked are an abomination to him. 
me. He says that. I don't say that. God says it. So it's like, oh, pray. He's sick. He needs, you know, God to heal him or he needs a miracle or I know that he needs to get saved. Uh, and uh, I'm like, I, 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 it's my responsibility to pray. And so, so I, I, I'll, I'll make sure I'm cleaned up spiritually and go to God with sincerity and pray and just say, you know, um, God, God knows. Uh, and um, um, so you should feel that way when it comes to those crises and things that come up in your life and with your family. Um, you know, you don't, you don't say, okay, none of y'all are heathens, and uh, the only one that can get a hold of God is me, so back up and let me do my thing. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about, all right? But in your spirit and your heart, you should, you, should, you should have a sense of duty and responsibility in those moments uh, to enter the throne room of grace because you're the only one who can get in. You have the access card. Um, and the other people around you may not have that. And um, so doesn't it change or doesn't it add a little bit another level to the importance of prayer? When we, when we understand the theology behind us being able to go into the throne room of grace as, as a blood-bought child of God. It's through his, his blood. And so I hope that you understand that. And, uh, and it is uh, uh, right before 7 o'clock, and so I'm going to stop there. And we're going to get into the next Let Us um, uh, this next week, and I hope that will help us as well. Let's all stand tonight. Uh, and uh, so uh, by way of invitation... Uh, maybe tonight a good way to look at it would be, um, maybe, maybe I said something about this topic or whatever that you just really just kind of, it's new, and, and maybe you think that I just didn't really look at it that way, and, uh, and so I'm going to take a more serious look at it and, and really um, uh, take an inventory of my own um, attitude and spirit and prayer when I do go to God, uh, but beyond that, um, I just need to pray, and I need to, I need to pray more. Uh, because there's people in my life that I, that I care for and love that, that don't have the access to God that I have. And maybe God has spoken to your heart in that way, uh, and you just ask God to help you with that tonight. So piano begins to play, uh, and uh, maybe in prayer to God, get into that throne room of grace, and just commit to God to being a better prayer warrior uh, for the people uh, in your life. Uh, and um, uh, maybe thank Him for the privilege uh, of the discipline of prayer.